You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today we are previewing the second half of week number two, the Sunday Games for the USFL, going over the Pittsburgh Maulers taking on the New Jersey Generals and the Michigan Panthers taking on the Philadelphia Stars. A lot to talk about, a lot to get into between all four of these teams and their games. But before we get rolling, just make sure, if you have not already, once this video wraps up, check out my predictions for Saturday's games that came out yesterday. And also I got power rankings that came out earlier this week as well. So a lot of stuff for you to satisfy all your USFL content needs. But Diving right into things, both games on Sunday are going to be held at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, as the Generals and the Pittsburgh Maulers go head-to-head at 1 o'clock on Sunday. This game's going to be on NBC and Peacock for those of you that are looking to watch. My initial thoughts going into this game here, uh, when I look at the Maulers, Obviously, the defense looks better than it even did last year, and it was a pretty impressive group that was overshadowed by a lot of issues on offense, but this defense led by Ruben Foster is even more impressive. It's just that offense that is still kind of lacking a true identity and trying to figure itself out, but hopefully they can get themselves a little bit closer to that this week. As for the Generals, they're obviously coming off of a very tough loss, which included four drives ending in a turnover on downs. They also had a couple of drives ending in fumbles as well a team that was able to move the football fairly well, but then just not finishing off the drive in some sort of unsatisfactory way, one way or another. The way I look at this game, though, as far as the Maulers' key to success and how they can come away victors in this game here, I think with the way the front seven looks, and you've got to be very pleased with the way it looks, being led by Ruben Foster, as I just previously mentioned here, you have to feel pretty good about your chances against the Generals' passing game. They obviously struggled last week with DeAndre Johnson. Dakota Prucup came in and found a little bit of lightning in a bottle, I guess you could say, and sparked some life into that offense there. But ultimately, this Maulers' front seven is a problem. They gave the breakers a lot of headaches last week, and it remains to be seen whether it's the Maulers that are just that good up front or if the breakers offensive line is just that bad, but we'll get to find out a little bit more about that Maulers front in this game here. And they also did an excellent job slowing the run last week. Considering how good the generals did on the ground, moving the football, the fact that you're coming out of a game where you had 23 carries amount to just 62 yards and 2.7 on average per carry as a Maulers defense, you got to be feeling pretty good. So if you know you can slow the run and you can make things difficult for Dakota Prucup, you have yourself a shot. But it really just comes down to getting the passing game going for the Maulers offensively. They got to find some sort of rhythm here, whether it's James Morgan, Troy Williams, or maybe they turned to Connor Sampson this week. They have got to figure something out. The ground game was solid so you know you have that to at least lean on and try to open things up but I think for the Maulers especially with kind of some of the weaknesses they may they showed against the Breakers last week I would say you may want to consider just running a very quick passing game a lot of slants a lot of drags a lot of flats just get the ball out of the quarterback's hand as quickly as possible and try to get the ball into some of your playmakers hands because you have some good playmakers on that Maulers team it's just a matter of getting it into their hands don't don't force long drawn out passing plays. Let's try to make things easier for your offense. You have a solid ground game to kind of, you know, force defenses to play honest against you. Let's try to make the passing game quick and see if we can get the ball moving for Pittsburgh. 
As for the generals, uh, like I mentioned when I gave you my first initial thought about them, you got to finish your drives. You really do. Turning the ball on downs four times in one game is crazy. On top of that, a couple of fumbles to boot, and you're looking at six drives that are just flat out erased by either poor play calling, execution, or a mistake being made by a player or two. So with that, Finish off your drives, lean into, into Dakota Prukup this week, and see what he can bring to the table. It was clear once he got into the game, the Generals had a little momentum going their way, and he brought a spark to that team. You also have wide receiver Cam Eccles-Looper, who stepped in and looked pretty nicely. The return specialist turned receiving threat now, and you obviously have your dual threat running back set up of Darius Victor and Kingston Davis. You got to feel pretty good about your the way your offense at least looked towards the back half of that game and how much you're moving the ball. It's just a matter of finishing off those drives. If I'm the Generals, you know, you chalk it up to just really really unfortunate circumstances this week. Try to roll it back into what or run it back into what you were doing last week in the second half of that game once Prukup came in. And just kind of go from there and see where it takes you. Obviously, you have a really tough matchup on defense against that Maulers group. But you already went up against a tough defense in the Birmingham Stallions last week. You're battle-tested at the very least. So hopefully you're a little bit more prepared to go up against another stiff defense this week. And as for what they need to do on defense, realistically, just bring the pressure. Both Mahler's quarterbacks struggled last week, and they did not have very successful outings. And like I said, it's kind of up in the air, I guess you could say, as to who we end up seeing as quarterback one for this week. Just try to try to make it tough for them. Bring the pressure, bring the heat, force them to make throws before they're ready to go. The Mahler's run game was solid, but I don't know if they can realistically win off of just that if you're forcing them and having forcing them into having another week similar to what they had last year. As for who I think can ultimately come out victorious in this game, though. I don't think that this this is probably going to be one of the lower scoring affairs. Not because I don't necessarily believe in what the Generals found last week late in the game in their offense. It's just there were way too many mistakes being made. And on top of that, I feel like there was a a real strong and general consensus that you were going to see DeAndre Johnson week one last week for the Stallions. So once uh, Prukup came in, and you were kind of unsure of what you were going to get out of him, him being a you know young 23-year-old guy, not necessarily knowing what you'll see from him. It maybe caught the Stallions off a little bit by surprise. Mahlers will obviously have a little tape to work with now going into this week, and it's also a good defense. I think that we're probably not going to see a, a very high-scoring game from this. And then you couple with the fact with the offense that the Mahlers fielded last week. Again, running game was solid, and that was about it, you could say, with them. So... I'm expecting a lower scoring affair. I have the generals winning 19 to 17. It's going to be a knockout drag out fight. Points are going to be hard to come by. Probably not going to be the prettiest game of the weekend, but ultimately I do think the generals get the job done because at the very least for me, I know the generals can run the football and run it really well. They had nearly 200 yards. I think it was 197 was the exact number. They had 200 yards rushing last week. And if you get from Pru cup, what you got in that second half last week, I feel a little bit better about the Generals' offense, and I'm not going to sit here and say that the Maulers' defense isn't as good as we saw last week, but we don't necessarily know that, per se. We're only two weeks into the season at this point, awaiting the start of the second week, so I'll need to see a little bit more before I start truly buying into any of the defenses or any of the offenses, honestly. I'm basically just going off of one week of what I've seen so far, and my feeling right now is I like the Generals' offense a little bit more, and I expect the Mahler's defense to perform, but I do think that the Generals have a little bit more in the tank to give offensively. 
as for the second game, and I think that it is just so fitting that this game just happens to be Sunday night, primetime, 7 p.m. You got the Michigan Panthers taking on the Philadelphia Stars on FS1. This is my game of the week. This is a lot of people's games of the week. At Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, like I said, both games on Sunday in Canton, Ohio. You have the Panthers who found true quarterback success. After searching all last season, found true quarterbacking success in Josh Love last week, taking on a Philadelphia Stars team that if you if you had if I had no inkling of what last week was being week one, and you had just showed me that game in a group of stars games last year, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is probably some mid-season game or something for the Philadelphia Stars. No, they came in firing on all cylinders. This is going to be a hotly contested matchup, and I would be very disappointed if it ends up being otherwise. For the Panthers, if they want to come out being victorious in this game here, I understand you're probably excited how well your passing game did last year, especially with the struggles they dealt with last year, especially if you're players from that team last year. But while airing it out is fun, do not forget your ground game keep a balanced attack i don't want the panthers to try to fall into that hole go strike for strike passing play for passing play with the philadelphia stars because the stars have a proven track record with what they've done we're only looking at one week of success so far with the panthers that's not to say that they can't find two weeks of success and continue on through the rest of the season but you don't necessarily know there's still a lot of unknowns right now don't forget about your running game The Showboats managed to run at a clip of 4.6 yards per carry against the Stars' defense last week. You didn't have necessarily the greatest game on the ground last week, but knowing that the Stars were a little bit softer defending the run, you should want to try to go back to that and see if you can get your excellent running back duo of Reggie Corbin and Stevie Scott going. I think they're a phenomenal one-two punch, especially if we get Reggie Corbin from last year back and rolling. Just be ready to see a better group on defense. This is not the Gamblers. This is not the Gamblers. I cannot stress that enough. Clearly, the Gamblers have some offensive issues they've got to work through. This is a Stars team who, again, has a proven track record, who seems like they're just doing exactly what they did last year. And hell, it might even be better because they're picking right up at week one where they left off. On top of that, just if you're going to, and this is hard to say because if you think about how many times the Stars actually allowed Cookus to get sacked last week, if you want to be successful, you're, and I feel like this is a recurring theme, I say this a lot about defenses, but you've got to bring the pressure. You cannot let Case Cookus dice you up, but you need to be aware that he can make a play or two here and there with his legs. So contain Case Cookus as much as possible. He is the engine of that offense, and while there are some other offensive pieces there, contain Case Cookus. That is all I've got to say for that. But... As far as the Stars' keys to victory here, some things I'll be looking at and things that they need to do to come out winners themselves. Stay balanced and lean on your Stars. No pun intended there. Uh, But you were 29 of passing and 24 in rushing last week in terms of totals per. Colburn the second and Rowland were obviously an excellent pairing last week, averaging a combined eight carries for 52 yards. It's about six and a half yards per carry. And then you obviously had your wide receiver duo of Corey Coleman and Devin Gray, who looked phenomenal. You have a dual threat group at running back and then a one-two punch at wide receiver and your tight end group is no slouch as well. This is a lethal offense in Philadelphia and I think that they have a chance to really make some noise this year. Corey Coleman 
is a monster addition for this Stars team. And it's very clear that Case Cookus is all in on the Corey Coleman train. As for the defense, they got to play a full fourth qu- uh, four quarters for this one here. They had a really strong first half. You know, obviously the uh, Channing Shribling with the early interception to kind of swing things the Stars way immediately. But you need to get a little bit more aggressive on defense, especially up front. Again, this is another thing where you need to bring that pressure and more so for the Stars than the Panthers. The Panthers were at least getting to the quarterback last week. The Panthers, excuse me, the Stars had zero sacks last week. You have got to get to the quarterback and make things tough for Josh Love because there's clearly some talent over there in Michigan compared to what we saw last year. Wide receiver Joe Walker, a guy that I mentioned earlier in the uh, preseason, I guess lead up or so, or not preseason because there was no preseason, but during the lead up into the season during like the training camp time, I talked about him being, you know, 6'3", 197 pounds. He is like prototype, big man, good athleticism, wide receiver, and he was clearly a problem last week. So with that in mind, bring the pressure. Do not let guys like Joe Walker make plays for you in the or play, make plays for the Panthers in the passing game. You have to force Josh Love to get the ball out quickly and sooner than he wants to, because he will make you pay just based off what we've seen so far. But as for who I want to see come out victorious in this game and who I think is going to walk away with a two in the win column, it is going to be. The Philadelphia Stars. I was this close to picking the Michigan Panthers on this one here. But the one thing that kind of allowed me to lean more so Stars than Panthers in this one was one, the really strong running game that the Stars showed last week. Again, I mentioned their lead running backs averaging six and a half yards a carry. Really promising stuff. But it also comes down to just how good from start to finish the offense was for the stars. And whereas the Panthers still really good, do not get me wrong. Their last touchdown kind of just felt like you were breaking the gamblers at that point. And that was like the, that was like the, the kind of the dagger in the heart if they weren't already dead kind of deal. Whereas the stars just were kind of rolling offensively throughout the game. And, 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 I don't want to say that the Panthers numbers were inflated at the end of that game, but when I look at just in terms of who they were playing and how effective they were playing the entirety of the game, I like what I saw from the stars just a little bit more. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from what the Panthers did last week because I was just as excited watching them do their thing as I was the stars. That's just kind of the way I I looked at both those games and kind of what I took away personally. But I would love to hear if you agree or disagree on that by all means, fire away in the comment section down below. This is one that I know a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. A lot of people are excited for. I put up a poll on in the uh, community section on YouTube the other day, and a lot of people were clicking on this one as the game that they are looking at, and I certainly am myself. As for a final score, like I said, I expect this to be a hotly contested game. I do think defense might fall a little bit to the wayside in this one here, and I think we're going to see a pretty high-scoring affair I'm looking at a final score of 31 to 29. This might be me being a little bit hopeful for a score like this, but something tells me that with the way these offenses looked last week, we have a good opportunity to see ourselves a bit of a shootout. And if both these teams stick to their, you know, stay balanced, stick to your strong and sound running games, and then try to open things up and let that passing game fly, both of these teams could be in for a really good day offensively. So defenses be ready to roll. We have two juggernauts on the offensive side of the ball coming at you 
quickly. But that is it for me. Those are who I think are winning again. Sunday's games, if you have not checked out, I have a picks video for Saturday as well. Power rankings came up earlier this week. Make sure you check all those out as well. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the USFL content. And I do NFL stuff as well. If you're new to the channel and you haven't seen that stuff before, I cover the NFL just as much as I cover the USFL. But that is it for me. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it if you made it to the end of the video. I'll catch you all next time. Have a good one.